everyone and welcome to our PrepCast. This podcast is dedicated to MBA and master's orientation and preparation. My name is Martina and in today's episode we are going to talk about the biggest mistakes applicants make in MBA applications. We will give you the best advices today so stay till the end of this episode. I'm here today with a really special guest, Ellen Lollis. She uh, has her own consulting center. You can find a link to it in the description of this podcast. And of course, you can read more about the services uh, they offer there. Ellen, it is a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for your time. Could you please introduce yourself shortly to the audience? And uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit more your experience and how did you end up working in the field of higher education? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Martina. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Um, it's a pleasure and honor to be here today. Um, as she mentioned, my name is Ellen Lollies. Um, I'm the head of Ellen Lollies Consulting. Um, we are an MBA consulting firm that works with clients all over the world, um, except we always say for Antarctica. That's the only continent we've never worked on. So if any of you listening <laughs> are there for some reason, hit us up. We'd love to, we'd love to do that. Um, but I started working in this field uh, about 10 years ago. Um, I had worked in admissions um, previously during university as kind of an assistant, um, and it was something that I really loved. Um, then I came down to Brazil to work for the U.S. government through a Fulbright uh, fellowship, and I continued to work with higher education and loved it. So then that turned into uh, the consulting firm that we have today. Um, we have a 98.7% success rate. Um, and yeah, we work with clients from all over the world, all different kinds of backgrounds, mostly with MBAs, but also for master's programs from time to time. Um, and that's a little bit about us. Great. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this. And let's start maybe with the first and most um, asked questions from applicants. Um, actually, how, what goes into a successful MBA application? Yeah, that's a, I would say a very complicated question that a lot yeah. of people <laughs> always are curious about. And that's, I think, a great place, honestly, to start too, because um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of just, you know, writing their application essays or skipping to the end. Um, and a, a successful application strategy really does include a lot of different um, steps and a lot of different aspects of preparation. Um, so really what we always say is that the most important thing is time. <laughs> um, a successful MBA application really is, is making sure that you have enough time to go through everything. So um, if you're thinking, oh, you know, I really want to apply to the MBA and the deadline's here in a month and maybe I can make it. I mean, yes, you know, there are always going to be people who can make that work. Um, but in general, a successful MBA application takes a lot of time, um, a lot of planning and a lot of dedication. Um, so a couple of different things um, for those of you who might just be starting your MBA application process right now. Uh, there's a couple of different components that are really necessary. Um, the first is having your standardized test scores. Um, so those usually are the GMAT or the GRE. Um, the GMAT is, you know, was designed for business school. It's a test that essentially is the management <laughs> test. Um, the GRE was typically used more for master's programs, um, more academic type masters like you know, master's in education or something like that. Um, 
but now they're both very well accepted across the board. Um, there's also a test called the executive assessment, which is accepted by a few universities around the world, but not all of them. So if it's something you're interested, of course, make sure <laughs> you check the universities before you do that. And if you are a, an international student who didn't attend university in English, um, attend being attended a full-time program, graduated from that school, um, a semester studying abroad wouldn't count, um, or who has worked for, you know, in an English speaking country for a certain number of years, you'll also need to take the TOEFL or the IELTS to demonstrate English proficiency. Um, outside of that, then you also need to select the right schools, um, looking at your GMAT score, looking at your, um, your goals and things like that. We'll talk a little bit about more about that in a minute. Um, you need to make sure that you choose the right schools. Um, you also need to then write your admissions essays. So for a lot of clients that we work with um, in their home countries, university was just a, a standardized test. And whoever did best on this test got into this university. Whoever did best on this test got into that university. Um, but the MBA process is very different. Um, you, it's a conjunction of factors, scores, essays, recommendation letters, interviews. Um, so a lot of people who are from countries outside of the US might not be as familiar with the process. So you do need to also submit a set of essays, um, which again, we'll talk a little bit about more. Um, you need to submit letters of recommendation for the MBA process. These are only uh, professional letters of recommendation. So unfortunately, you know, no professors, uh, they really like to see people that you've worked with. Um, and then finally interviews and um, the interview component is also just as important as the rest. Um, and then that is what goes into a successful application. So usually that process takes, uh, you know, at least six months, we would say ideally closer to a year uh, to study, to put all of that together, do all of your research and turn that into a successful application. Great, thank you so much. And I believe that um, the applicants, of course, um, made a lot of mistakes in their preparation, but let's, um, just uh, a spotlight three mistakes here. And let's start with the first one that usually they do not set the right strategy. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would say that's one of the things that when we work with reapplicants, um, we tend to see frequently is, uh, you know, I got excited about business school. A lot of people told me this was a good school to apply to and I send in my essays. <laughs> um, and again, there are very few cases where that does work. So not to say it's always gonna be a problem, but in general, it's a big mistake. Um, so there's a couple of different aspects of strategy that I think are, are very, very uh, important to look at first. Um, I think number one is really, why are you doing the MBA? <laughs> um, you know, are you doing it for professional advancement in a certain field? Are you doing it to change industries? Do you want to move to a different country? Um, are you just looking to get a promotion within the organization that you work at currently? The reason that those questions are important is because it really determines, first of all, if the MBA is right for you, um, if it actually matches with the goals that you're thinking about pursuing. And second, which kind of programs are gonna be more helpful? For example, um, you know, we had a client um, this past cycle who was uh, in her mid thirties, um, had always wanted to do an MBA, loved the idea of a full-time program, um, but had just had these amazing opportunities to keep growing within her company. And got to the point where she said, you know, I'm at the point where I really, I really do want to do this. I really do want to advance my career. Um, and, you know, we sat down and said, okay, do you like what you're doing now? You know, do you want to change? What are you thinking? Um, and, you know, at 30, mid thirties, she already had a quite good role within her company. Um, and they had, you know, eventually offered to sponsor her. 
Um, so she, you know, was thinking, okay, I, I really do want to take this offer from my company. Uh, I do want to have the sponsorship and I do want to come back just in a, a higher role. Um, I don't want to, you know, move to the US or I don't want to switch to Amazon or something like that. So, you know, through all of those conversations, what we decided was that, you know, the executive MBA made a lot more sense for her. Um, so she did end up going to Stanford's executive MBA program. Whereas, you know, another client who's, uh, you know, looking to switch into tech in the US, of course, you know, a two-year program or even, you know, there isn't a specialized tech MBA within the US, those were good options for that person. So um, there are a lot of MBAs out there all over the world. They're exceptional programs to be found. Um, so really thinking first about what you're doing the MBA for and which schools are going to help you do that, I think is really important. A lot of times um, people make the mistake of thinking about where they could get in. Um, before they think about what that'll actually do for their career. <laughs> um, and getting in, of course, is a super important part of the process, but we want to make sure that you get into schools that are actually um, suited to your needs. <laughs> um, the other thing then is looking at um, your essays um, and your letter of recommendation strategy. So as I mentioned a little bit before, um, the MBA process is the application is full of a lot of different components. So it's not, you know, standardized test or anything like that. Um, so thinking about how you're going to present yourself is very, very important. Um, I think Martina, and you can have also probably seen a lot of this too, that, uh, you know, if you look <laughs> on, on certain, um, websites, they say, oh, you know, the, um, the finance queen or the, uh, you know, the, the low-income healthcare, um, I don't know that you're on a, a mission to improve healthcare for low-income people. Or you see a lot of kind of these short names for people's profile, right. To summarize it. Um, and that's actually really important. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. So important, right? Because like Martina, I'm sure if you were to come across some product that said, oh, I can, you know, I can drive your car and I can do your laundry, but I also change your oil. And, you know, I, I also I do all of these different things. You'd be kind of confused. You know, what is this? Why would I buy it? But if it was, you know, I am the absolute best um, windshield wiper in the history of the universe. <laughs> and here's why, you know, that would make you a lot more interested in that because you can clearly see what it's all about and the value that it brings to the table. Um, and not that people can be so simply <laughs> condensed into one thing, but in the application, it is really helpful to have that kind of mission statement um, very, very clear. So I am, you know, revolutionizing healthcare for low-income populations. Um, I am using technology to help small entrepreneurs uh, build more successful businesses. Um, you know, it can, or I want to make mining more sustainable. Uh, there's a lot of different things that can, that can go into a successful application, but really choosing your positioning is very important first. You know, what do I bring to the table? What is my profile all about? And then organizing your application around that. So making sure your essays touch on that, making sure that your letters of recommendation touch on that, making sure you bring it up in the interview. That's really important because the MBA programs want to see, of course, that you're a very successful professional who has, you know, clear ambitions, but also see what you can bring to the table. Um, you know, they have a lot of time, many people from similar backgrounds and they have to choose, of course, which to take. So um, showing how exactly you bring value to the table is really important to set the right strategy. Um, and then making sure that you follow through. Um, you know, the interview or halfway through your essays is not the time to change your strategy and say, well, but I wanna also say this, I wanna actually also say that. Uh, you know, make sure you choose a strategy and stick with it. Great, uh, absolutely agree with you. Thank you for uh, sharing and uh, making this clear. And um, the another mistake that comes to my mind um, is that 
the applicants usually choose the wrong stories to tell. Yes. Could you please give them more uh, direct points and some advices actually how to um, not making this mistake anymore? Yeah, that's a, a super good point, uh, Martina. A lot of people <laughs> um, choose <laughs> stories that don't necessarily help their application. Um, and I would say that there's kind of a couple of different aspects of this mistake. Um, the first thing I think is that people choose stories that they think the admissions committee is going to want to hear. So, oh, I think that they will want me to say this, or I think that they're going to want me to say that. Um, but it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of your profile, or it doesn't align very well with your strategy. So um, you end up telling stories that can be confusing, or um, just they don't really make a lot of sense, or they add confusion, or they kind of muddle your profile a little bit. So um, or, or more often than not, they're just not that good of stories. <laughs> um, you know, you think it's what they want to hear and it's just maybe not the most impressive or interesting thing that you can bring to the table. Um, so definitely when thinking about your application, of course, thinking about your audience is very, very important. Um, but it's something that needs to be genuine. Uh, you need to genuinely understand why you're sharing this story, um, share it from a genuine place and not just kind of, okay, I think I'm supposed to say this or I probably should say this. So here you go. Um, the other thing is then, again, choosing other stories that might not provide a cohesive view of who you are. So if you're all about healthcare um, and your goals are about healthcare, you want to transform the healthcare space and you don't have any stories about healthcare in your application in the entire essay set, <laughs> that might be a little weird. <laughs> um, you know, and also it could not give us the best indication of why you are somebody who really truly does have a strong background in that area. So um, you do want to make sure that the stories that you choose do reinforce the positioning, um, the profile that you're, you're presenting. Um, and then finally, I think it's it's important to choose stories that help strike a good balance between content and creativity and show a good um, level of diversity. So again, you don't want to choose things that are just out of left field or totally irrelevant, um, but it doesn't mean that you just have to stick to, let's say, kind of boring stories. You know, I did this, I did that, I got the one the client a bunch of money and this and that. Um, it, it's good to mix it up a little bit. So maybe you start with a creative story about how you grew up. Um, and then that was the reason that you, you know, went into the healthcare space in the first place, or um, maybe you talk about building your first computer or learning how to code and, and that's now led you to be this, you know, big person in, in tech. Um, or maybe you talk about a person that you met at work who really, you know, clarified what you're doing. So we had a client, for example, who worked in the cosmetics industry. Um, and had launched, uh, worked really hard to launch the first color inclusive um, make foundation palette in her country. Um, and she, you know, mentioned that she went after it. She she launched it. It was very successful. But she also included in her stories um, about a woman who came to her afterwards and told her what it meant to her to see that, you know, she could show her daughter that there's makeup that looks like them. That you know, it's it's good to look like they look. Um, and that that was something that was really meaningful for her. So finding a good way to balance those stories between, of course, you know, here's the content, here's the things I've done that show that I've been successful, that show why I'm pursuing my goals, why I belong at business school, but also that bring that creative aspect and show, you know, here's who I am outside of work. Here's what I'm interested in. Here's the things that move me, that shape me. Um, those things are also very memorable, right? Um, the quote about a woman, you know, talking about seeing her daughter represented for the first time in a, in a cosmetics line and, and what that means to their identity um, is something that definitely sticks with you. So striking a good balance between content and creativity is also very, very important when it comes to choosing the right stories.
Great, absolutely understand and agree with you again. Uh, it's really important actually to present yourself at uh, the best way. So yeah, and uh, another uh, mistake that comes to my mind and I know that is usually made um, is that they don't follow through in the interview. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people have misconceptions when it comes to the interview. Um, I think that there's kind of the main thing is people think, you know, I've gotten this far. I don't really need to, to work that much harder because I already made it to the interview. So I'm pretty much in, you know, I'll read through my application. I'm good to go. Um, and that's, that's really a huge mistake that people make um, is just thinking that it's, first of all, not that important. Of course, it's not a situation where your application goes through the verification process and then the interview is A or B. It's You get to the interview and it's either yes or no. Um, the interview is one more factor within your entire application, one more data point that they're going to use to decide at the end if you belong at their school or not. A very, very important data point. Um, but not necessarily, you know, the only thing that they're going to take into consideration at that point. Um, so that does mean that, of course, you know, if you have an interview that you don't think is perfect, it's okay. If you, there's one question you wish you'd answer just a little differently or one story you wish you'd mention, you know, it's not the end of the world. However, um, if you don't seem prepared, if you really bomb it, <laughs> then yeah, you know, that actually might be the end of your process because, um, you know, if you do really, really, really poorly, it's, it's very clear that you didn't prepare uh, or that this wasn't important to you. So when it comes to following through in the interview, you need to treat it with the same level um, of importance as you did the GMAT, as you did writing the essays, as you did getting your letters of recommendation. Um, one of the big things that we see with people is, you know, I'm somebody who's really good at talking. I'm really friendly. I'm really open. I would say interviews are my thing. Um, so I don't need to prepare. Um, and I would say that, you know, it's great that you feel comfortable in that context, that that definitely helps a lot, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be good at this. <laughs> um, you know, we've worked with a lot of clients um, who are, you know, reapplicants and came to us the year after and said, hey, I need to do something different this year. Um, and speaking about their interview preparation, it was very clear that they didn't take it very seriously um, because they felt that they were already, you know, strong communicators. So when it comes to an MBA interview, it's always, it's very different from a job interview, right? Um, it's not looking at the same kinds of questions. It's not the same type of purpose. Um, and also it's very, of course, program specific. Like a job interview, if you're interviewing at Google, of course you do your research on Google before you went. Um, if you're applying to you know, Stanford, it should be no different. Um, so there's a lot of school specific questions as well. Um, and of course there, it's very, very elite, very difficult process. So if you're not able to articulate well, why you wanna be at this school, um, how it's gonna help your career, um, what kind of leadership experiences have, have led you to become the person that you are, um, how you handle certain types of conflict, you're not gonna do a very good job in proving to them why you belong in their program. Um, and then, you know, of course, one of the worst things would be is if you get to the interview and you present inconsistencies. So you said one thing in your application and then in the interview, you're saying something completely different or it's very, very clear that you didn't prepare and it comes to, you know, why do you want to go to Kellogg? And you say, well, you know, um, I have a friend who went to Kellogg and, and she really liked it. And that's all you can say, you know, ah, well, there's people who, who really want to go to Kellogg and have really good reasons. So, you know, let's make space for one of them instead. So just being um, good at, at interviewing, just being a strong communicator is definitely not enough for the interview. Um, it's really, really important to follow through, go through the entire process um, and really, really prepare 
step by step, make sure you're ready for each type of question that they can throw at you. Again, there's always something that you would go back and say, oh, I wish I just added a little bit more. You know, I wish I'd just given this little bit of clarification. Um, and any interview, you know, no matter what in life, there's always going to be things that you would go back and maybe add just a little bit, but um, making sure that, you know, you're 95% of the way to what you would consider to be a perfect interview is really important to making sure that you're successful. Great. Thank you so much for uh, giving this uh, advices. And um, our uh, podcast is uh, comes to its end today. So I want to finish uh, this uh, recording with uh, the question, how do they um, actually how they can make the MBA application to stand out? Could you give um, advice to all of the listeners today um, how can they uh, stand out in the application pool yeah for sure um, number one I would say would be authenticity um, really be yourself but be thoughtfully authentic right um, an MBA application is not therapy you <laughs> um, would be surprised how many times um, that has come up <laughs> um, it can be very therapeutic and that can be a great process to think through your life and your background but remember that you want to be authentic but you want to also be thoughtful why am I telling the admissions committee this what are they going to learn about me why is that important for them to know um, and then just being very authentic with that share who you are share what your passions are share what you care about why you're doing all of this um, that's very, very important. Um, saying what you think they want to hear is probably not going to cut it. Um, a lot of people, we have a lot of competition and, you know, when you read 10,000 applications every year, <laughs> um, hearing a lot of things that sound just kind of same old, same old is not really going to get you to where you want to be. So being authentic, sharing your passions um, and really being yourself is important. Of course, the other side to that is prepare. Um, you know, don't rely on, on just authenticity. Don't rely on, you know, having a great personality or having um, a really interesting story to do the job. Um, applying for an MBA is really almost like a second time, a second part-time job. Um, it takes a lot of diligence. It takes a lot of preparation. So if you have all of the foundations in place, you know, I studied hard. I got a good GMAT score. I found letters of recommendation writers who are very supportive of me, who understand why I'm going to business school, have been briefed on what I'm going to talk about. Um, you know, I've spent, given myself enough time to work on my essays. I've been diligent on my interview prep, and then you can just be yourself, talk about, you know, what makes you unique, why, what your the change you want to make in the world, how you want to drive your career. Um, that'll lead you to a very successful outcome in the end. Great. Um, Erin, thank you so much for giving this really interesting okay. and valuable information. I believe that uh, we help to uh, our listeners. And um, I want to remind everyone that they can find a um, link to Erin's website in the description of this podcast. And of course, you can find a link to our website where you can find uh, all of the materials for uh, your preparation uh, for the MBA. So, of course, feel free to visit um, those uh, websites. And if you have any questions, you can um, type a comment or uh, send us an email. Of course, I will leave um, our email again in the description of this podcast. Erin, thank you so much uh, yes, one more time. Um, everyone stay tuned because we will have a series of episodes with Erin. We have one more. So uh, 
you have the chance to um, listen uh, to her one more, one more time. And uh, I want to wish everyone a nice day on behalf of our team. And good luck in your academic journey. Stay tuned for more. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much, Martina. Thank you, everyone uh, who listened to us today. And as she said, good luck with everything. Um, and of course, you know, you're in a great spot for resources um, and have everything that you need to succeed.